Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Greetings and salutations. So the other day I came up with a catchy slogan for the 2020 election that you people seem to like. So here goes. Flush the turd on November 3rd. And now I've put this anti-Trump zinger on hats, mugs, and t-shirts now available for purchase at our brand new Zazzle store. Just go to bobseska.com and click buy our crap just under my face at the top of the page. You can't miss it. The mugs and shirts also feature original artwork by yours truly. A toilet with a really long red tie hanging off the side. Flush the turd on November 3rd. Get your items now while supplies last. Click the buy our crap link just under my face at bobseska.com. Thank you in advance, and now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. And you want me to do what? We want you to produce. You want me to produce your war? Not a war, it's a pageant. We need a theme, a song, some visuals. We need, you know, it's a pageant. It's like the Oscars, that's why we came to you. I never won an Oscar. And it's a damn shame you didn't, but you produced the Oscars. Yes, indeed I did. Stan. Yes. If you never won an Oscar, how would you like an ambassadorship? An ambassadorship? That's my payoff. Well, you tell me what you want. Hell, I just do it for the fun of it. For a story to tell. Oh, no, you couldn't tell anybody. Oh, hey, listen, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, no, I mean you couldn't tell anybody. No, 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 I know. It's just a figure of speech. No, no, no. It's just a, it's a, it's, it's a pageant. It's a pageant. That's what it is. Countries of war. It's Miss America in your bird parks. Why Albania? Because, well, they have to have something we want. Well, I'm sure they do. What do we have that they want? Oh, well, freedom. Well, why would they want that? Oppressing? No, 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 no. Fuck freedom. They want to, they want to destroy the godless Satan of the United we just found out they have the bomb. That's good. Yeah. And, and, no, 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 wait a second, wait, 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 no, wait a second, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it's a suitcase bomb. You don't need missiles. That's good. That's terrific. And I'll tell you why it is cost effective. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> Wag the dog. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, June 20, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest soap in the universe. I don't know that for sure, but I'm just guessing. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. What's happening? Hello, Bob. Hi, day 882 of the Trump crisis, day 44 of the constitutional crisis, 501 days until the 2020 presidential election. And sitting right over there, holy shit, it's the goth ninja. You know what? I I was getting ready to getting ready to introduce the both of you, and I'm like, did, did I even load up the goth ninja's music? Thank God that was all set. I, I was having soundboard problems before the show. I know every guy makes that excuse at least once or twice, but what can I say? My soundboard was feeling hmm, little limp today so i had to i had to kick it into gear i was literally kicking it i was kicking that computer all right uh goth ninjas oh, how whatever, are you both Bob, nobody yeah. cares i know i know we're going to war can we just admire oh the way God. that music made my cape billow in the wind um 
<laughs> awesome. But, so you have the Michael Jackson win machine in your plays, right? Oh, I my got God. Beyonce's. It's better. Yeah, there have been yeah. advances in the technology. Um, if war is a pageant, this Iran thing is going to be the Oscars with Snow White and Rob Lowe. Yes. I mean, once yeah. you remember that catastrophe. Yeah. 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 The, I mean, well, the thing that I keep thinking of is land war in Asia. Ah, you fool! You fell victim uh-huh. to one of the classic blunders. Mm-hmm. The most famous is never get involved in a land war in Asia. And here we go. And here we go. <laughs> here we go. Just in time for the 2020 presidential election. Um, it looks it's like... It's not really. I mean, are you guys getting the sense that this is where we're headed? I mean, there's a big emergency meeting with members of Congress up in the Situation Room uh, where the president himself, Donald J. Motherfucker, is going to be engaged in... And briefing them somehow, I don't know. I and I think I don't think that that the public is going to fall for it uh, this time, like in yeah. two thousand two, two thousand three, because we were just there five minutes ago. People remember that that mm-hmm. we were lied into a war. That's right. Trump has said outside, you know, outwardly that. Barack Obama was going to start a war to get reelected. So we mm-hmm. know that he thinks that's a way to get elected. I don't think the people that that voted for Obama and then Trump are going to fall for this. I hope you're right. I mean, I get, but I get the sense that there will be just enough people who will support this military action to maybe even add, I don't know, five, ten percentage points on a Donald Trump's uh, total uh, if he keeps I this don't up. Think so. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's I, I a think so. see. I think it's a threat. I think yeah. it's much sound and fury signifying nothing. I do not think he right. has any more intention of like actually invading Iran than he does reading a book. Hmm. So, uh, you know, I just I think this is just more noise because it's just that's his whole thing is making, you know, there's so much noise at this point. That's just like all this fury and chaos. And he's just adding more to it in order to just chum the waters ahead of the election. Yeah. And remember that he he ran on a non confrontational. He ran against the war. Yeah, that's right. It's it's America first. And he knows that. And he knows that he ran on that. He, he, that was a calculated move on his part, which was smart um, or whoever's part. But also the difference between then and now is that, um, we had a lot of other countries supporting us. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, Germany, mm. France, England, Australia, you know, none of them are going, yeah, let's do this. Not yeah. not a one. They're not against it. There's only Saudi Arabia and Israel, and that's about it. Well, you know, again, Michael, I almost said Michael Bolton. Yeah, Michael Bolton's pushing for war in the Middle East. John, <laughs> again? He keeps God doing damn that. him, Michael Bolton and his hair. Um, John Bolton and his mustache, I think, are pushing the president along yes. these lines, and I think they're making the case to him. And this is what's changed, Jody, between when Donald Trump said, hey, you know what? I'm sick and tired of the war. I'm sick and tired. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since then, we've had this gigantic investigation that's put Donald right. Trump into legal jeopardy as soon as he mm-hmm. steps out of the White House. Now, the problem there is, um, hmm, war will keep him in the White House, or at least that may be the calculation. That may be the um, the, the persuasive language that John Bolton is handing off to the president, like, hey, Mr. President, you know, you're going to be in trouble if you end up losing the election. The minute you walk out, they're going to start investigating you. Hey, you might even be in, uh, indicted right then and there. And the only way to stay in office is to be a war president. I mean, I would agree, well, except for Nixon was was around during Vietnam and they impeached him. That is true also. But Vietnam had been going on for a good long time. We, true. we in this country... I mean, as soon as the uh, Lee Greenwood starts to play, as soon as the yellow ribbons start to go up, I swear to God, I, you know, it's one of those things where uh, Americans, at least a certain percentage of them, may be enough to put Donald Trump up to 50 percent from where he is at about 40 percent right now, the voting population supporting him. There may be enough people who are just like, hey, you know what? You got to support the president in wartime. And, yo, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. do you see Iran is sponsoring terrorists and you know, I think they'll conflate it with Iraq and Afghanistan and go, haven't we been doing this already for 20 years? Yeah. Right. And like, where are we going to get the troops? And exactly. Still are we going to have to reinstate the draft? And mm-hmm. if so, he gets blamed for that. Yeah, and Iran I, just, is I look dr- at John Bolton and I wonder, like, does any thought in his head not lead to bombing someone? <laughs> I don't think you so. You know, I mean, it's like, honey, the sink is running slowly. We need to call the Pentagon. We're going to nuke it. Yeah, know, let's, like, let's, just, right. Let's, let's bomb this sink right now. Can you call in a sortie? Can we get some drones over here? <laughs> I mean, they have been moving toward this end game with Iran for a long, long time. I mean, we all remember. In fact, this was David Frum's words in uh, what was it, the 2002 State of the Union, 
where uh, George W. Bush first coined Axis of Evil. Mm, Axis of Evil. And it was, uh, what, Iraq, Iran, and North Korea. North Korea. I think those were the three. Yeah, and so we're done screwing around in Iraq. We've fucked that place up enough, and now (laughs) we've Donald Trump is fucking around in North Korea, and now we're going to go fuck around in Iran. What could possibly Mm -hmm. go wrong with this? Now, again, as we said at the top of the show, the White House has, uh, this is from Buzz Burbank on, on Twitter, repeating a, what he saw on Politico. The White House is inviting congressional leaders to a briefing in the Situation Room later today on Iran. The meeting will be held uh, or be led by President Trump himself. So that'll be... <laughs> right, that'll be uh, like an, an an hour and a half of no collusion, no obstruction. He'll say that And have for, you seen the Electoral College map? It's really you tough remember, for you, Republican. You remember, right, you remember they were saying you can never get to 270. You'll never get to never 270. Get and there... We started watching, and the Democrats were crying. They were crying. Yeah, that was his rally the other night in Florida, and it was just—it was that. You know, it wasn't as crazy as I thought it was going to be, but uh, because I think strangely he stuck with the teleprompter. The Adderall mm-hmm. must have really been working because he was focused on that prompter. <laughs> Not a lot of screaming on the side, but there was uh, there was some weirdness there anyway. We're going to talk about uh, Donald Trump Jr. and his opening remarks uh, at that rally in just a few seconds here. But he's meanwhile, really going to go for it, isn't he? He's going to run for something. Donald Trump Jr. really thinks that he's got a future in politics. Notice yeah. there's no Pence on the Trump 2020. It's yeah, just Trump. Right. And you know what? I heard this rumor the other day uh, at uh, an event I was at over the weekend and uh, I happened to be in the same room with a guy who does opposition research against the Democrats, a Republican mm-hmm. oppo researcher. And uh-huh. he was saying, and I, I just happened to overhear this because I am a journalist and I, <laughs> I overheard him telling someone else there's a thing going around and they're talking about Donald Trump getting up to about this point in time next year and saying, you know what? I'm tired of being president. I'm going to hand a baton off to Ivanka Trump. So Ivanka Trump may take over, and I think the Republican Party would be all too willing to hand over the delegates to Ivanka, right? That oh as the heir apparent. Please don't throw us in that briar patch. Oh my God. That would be like, she would be walking into the lion cage in a yeah. suit made of pork chops. <laughs> you right. know, <laughs> like... I want a suit made of pork chops. Why can't I have a suit made? You know what? I, I'm, I'm posting our uh, uh, flush the turd on November 3rd onto a suit made of pork chops. And there we're selling go. it at our Zazzle store. So you can go to our. <laughs> Lady Gaga is going to sue us. But... That's right. That's right. Brian Karam, who we interviewed on the show, he's the White House correspondent for Playboy. Uh, shouted out to the president uh, out, uh, I think uh, Brian was out on the uh, Pebble Beach area on the north lawn, the north side of the uh, uh, West Wing. And Donald Trump peeked (laughs) out the door and he asked the president, uh, are we invading Iran? And Donald Trump's response was, you'll soon find out. Yeah, it's reality TV. He's teasing it for the ratings. Thank you. It's it's just another... Noise, another noisemaker, and like a fucking kettle full of them. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. yeah, that's what so he's like, doing. Take I mean, deep it's... breaths. I mean, the problem is, it reminds me of this nature documentary I saw once, where there was a mama bear and her cub who were in a river trying and to catch was, salmon, and there was porridge, and someone and there in was a, a moose, red and hood. They, they ended up, hang on, okay. they ended up in this confrontation, and the mother bear, <laughs> like, it was finally about to be over, and she got washed downstream straight into the moose. And it turned wow. into this like flailing ball of claws and antlers. And I can't. But oh my god! That's what I see the possibility of what could happen in, with Iran. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we're the bear, and Trump is the river, and yeah. Well, you know, I, I hate to be conspiratorial about it. And that's the main thing. I mean, I hate to have to sit here and go wag the dog, wag the dog, wag the dog. But why should we trust anything that comes out of this White House? What have they done to earn our trust in what they're saying? And now they're going to put American soldiers in harm's way. They're going to stir up a hornet's nest in the Middle East where Russia is on Iran's side. 
on this, by the way. I mean, this is one of those things. Everyone mm-hmm. on Twitter is talking about guns of August, guns of August, guns of August. That's the cautionary tale from World War One, where something starts mm-hmm. out minor, like right. a, hmm, a predator drone mysteriously crossing into Iranian airspace and flying around and then getting shot down and then suddenly it escalates and escalates and escalates. this country gets in, that country gets in because the other country got in and suddenly it blows up into uh, something that is completely unmanageable and completely destructive and deadly. And, and so this could go definitely that way. But I mean, why should we buy the president's explanation that, oh yeah, our drone just, you know, we were just doing a routine drone thing out there, going around and around out there, and it's, uh, suddenly it's George H.W. Bush running the country. Well, that, that'd be a little bit better, I think. <laughs> I don't know. but and then, and then it gets shot down. What they were doing is they were deliberately provoking an attack. That's what they have been doing in the Gulf of Oman. That's what this business is with the drone. They are provoking an attack from Iran as a pretext to attack Iran. And I don't know if it's is going to be you know literally a land war in asia we're landing we are sending troops over i mean it could end up being where we just do a, a bombing run against whatever base shot down the drone that could be the main thing and that could be it because as we know as we were saying donald trump doesn't want to go to war over there Donald Trump is all right. about America first. Donald Trump was elected specifically because, well, you know, it's, I'm, I'm tired of wars and so on. I mean, I think he was able to get a lot of Democratic votes, uh, or I would say former Obama votes, because of that particular posture. So, I mean, here again, I mean, uh, the Revolutionary Guard shot down a U.S. military drone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't, you know, whatever's next, we're going to find out soon. Stay tuned. Yeah. He's already this is not the he's teasing first time. it. They've brought down one of our drones, though. Yeah, I know. No, it isn't. You know, and it won't um, be the last. And it's unmanned. That's kind of the point of drones is that they can yeah. get this intel. It's going back to wherever it's going back. If it gets shot down, the intel prior to getting shot down has been transmitted. It's Donald Trump in the White House now. Right. So that's right. that's the different factor. And, that, and it's Donald Trump who is a wounded president. Uh, I mean, anything we've heard out of his fucking yapper in the past uh, few weeks, or at least since the... Uh, well, I would say probably somewhere around the time the Mueller report came out. Ever since then, he's been a wounded president, and I think he's desperate to change the uh, the narrative on all of that. If you're a war president, you immediately get war president benefits, right? You get all the right. accolades, you know, you, if you look back in the past, and I'm, I'm seeing this. to print this, up another set of cheesy coins. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm seeing. Commemorative, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing this through the eyes, the crazy eyes of Donald Trump. And he sees George W. Bush, huge approval rating after uh, uh, going to war in Afghanistan and, and then Iraq. And then uh, huge, you know, eight, George H.W. Bush, huge approval rating after uh, going to war in Iraq. <laughs> Once again, how do I get onto that gravy train? Because after all, there are going to be federal prosecutors waiting for me as soon as I step out of the Oval Office in uh, hopefully on January 20th, 2021. Donald Trump is capable of anything now. Right. I mean, he's capable of doing anything to keep himself in office, and he's going to have the vocal, uh, and by vocal, I mean deafening support of the Red Hats, of 40% of the voting population. Uh, And I think that is solid. I don't think that that number is going to change a whole lot if he starts doing... Some sort of military action, launching some sort of military action in uh, in Iran. Mm. So, yeah, bad, <laughs> bad, bad news <laughs> happening right now. Um, you know, we were. You te- say, but you keep saying Trump is capable of anything right now. But the thing is, he's not really capable of anything. I mean, he just like because anything he tries, he fails. He's his own worst enemy. Everything he does crashes and burns and fails. Yeah, everything. Yeah, that's true. So. The question is, like, at what stage of the process the Iran war initiative crashes and burns? Is it, like, directly overhead? Is it, like, somewhere out of the mid-Atlantic? You know, like, or is it actually in Tehran? Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, it's it's possible that he's not going to go to war at all. Like, this is not going to happen. But the fact of the matter is... That's I'm laying my money on that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you may be right, uh, because he's done this a bunch of times. I mean, there have been many occasions. I mean, remember Fire and Fury? We all thought we were going to war in in North Korea and so on. There was going to be yet another Korean war that we're going to have to deal with. And that that dissipated. That didn't happen. So it's possible that what Donald Trump is doing here is intimidating 
Iran into acquiescing to whatever the fuck it is he wants. You know, we, we, and we don't even know. We don't know what exactly it is that Donald Trump wants from Iran. Um, he doesn't. Well, he wants them to go by the deal that we pulled out of. Exactly right. Stick to the deal that we reject, right? That's, right. yeah, that's, that's the key. That's what they want. That's exactly what they want. Yeah. So, I mean, again, the justification for doing this, he's going to need a lot more than, oh, yeah, they shot down a drone. And I don't know what else he's going to fabricate out of this. You know, the uh, the oil tanker thing turned out to be kind of a question mark, I, I believe, for most people. Uh, you know, it just it seems to me as if, you know, it's possible that he could do this and that most people will reject it. But again, he's playing money ball. He doesn't need everybody to support military action. All he needs is enough to get him over that threshold, over that electoral college threshold. And if he can do that by attacking Iran and by milking that for as long as he can, then, you know, there's a good chance that he could win. But again, I go back to my rule. Trump always makes things worse for Trump. So in that regard, if he does go to war, then by the very nature of that rule, it's going to be bad for Trump. So it's really uh, it's really frustrating. There, and again, there's really nothing we can do. There's nothing Congress can do. Obviously, this president has flaunted and, and abused his executive authority. And this is another example. I got to mention, I heard somebody from his administration on NPR talking about the justification for declaring war independent of Congress. Because, you know, that's what I was saying last week. It's like Congress will never approve the money for the war. Yeah. And now right. they're saying, you know, they're calling on these post 9-11 powers of the president to declare war on any country that is a state sponsor of terrorism or has anything to do with terrorism. Oh, and meanwhile, let's go kiss the Saudis ass a little more. Well, okay, here's right. the, You here's know, the- <laughs> 19 of the 22 9-11 hijackers were Saudis. It's like. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the deal, though. I mean, the United States Congress has abdicated its responsibilities of war powers since World War II was the last where we actually declared war on anybody. Yeah. Korea was a police action. Vietnam was a police action. Grenada. I can go on and on and on. They they, they need to bring that power back to them. Yeah. Because otherwise, somebody like a Trump or, or another crazy person can just go, hey, I'm going to go bomb that guy without your approval. Yeah, yeah. You know? I so guess it's, it's a, they, the, they did this a long time ago to themselves. I mean, there's a distinction. Rachel Maddow wrote a good book about it. Called Drift. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Great book. Great book. And you know what? There is a difference, though, I think, between attacking a country and declaring war against them. Um, On top of that. If you attack somebody, you're declaring war just by. I, but what I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate, uh, obviously, uh-huh. the, where the thing is where I think the president, whoever that president might be, makes that distinction. Like, oh, we're just retaliating. We're not necessarily going to a full on war at this point, requiring all kinds of additional appropriations and so on from Congress and et cetera. Uh, so, you know, and at the same time, you know, George W. Bush, at the very least, went and got congressional authorization to go into Iraq. And Somewhat, of course, it was yeah. expanded. Yeah. And by the way, that was just repealed. Um, mm-hmm. Not the Iraq uh, AUMF, but the 9-11 AUMF. Uh-huh. It's been repealed, and that's good. Just the Senate still has to vote. Oh on yeah, that right, correct, right, and I'm right. sure that's going to die. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. It's you know. I don't think McConnell will even take it up, especially not no, now so that all of right. this is going on. But everything dies in the Senate, but Republicans. Because it's Mitch McConnell. (laughs) Yeah. Well, again, that's the whole. That's the shell game that Donald Trump is playing right now. His entire uh, base is fished in based on the fact that Donald Trump will tell them things that are not true and not really verifiable by them either. It's not like they are all going to travel to the, not like like the entire uh, uh, group of red hats from Amway Center in Orlando are going to leave the uh, arena, get into their cars, drive down to the border between Texas and Mexico or New Mexico and Mexico or Arizona and, and Mexico and, and see, oh, here's what's really happening at the border. They don't know what's happening there. They're just taking Donald Trump's word for it. I mean, you know, we're, ultimately, that's what we do. That's why the the trust in the White House is, is well, not, not only right now at an all-time low, but really, really important to have. You want to essentially be able to believe what your political leadership is telling you, even though we all know politicians tend to bend the truth. But this guy, we don't believe a fucking thing he says, and there's no reason why we should. So you know, there, when you lack that public trust, it's it's remarkable how rapidly that descends into people like me going, well, this is bullshit. There's no there's no real justification for this. This is this is clearly a wag the dog scenario. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, but yeah. So the House repealed that uh, AUMF uh, based on nine eleven, 
but that's not going to end up going anywhere. Um, meanwhile, uh, Don Jr. Uh, spoke mm. at the uh, the rally. Speaking of the rally in Florida the other night, um, yes. here's a little Don Jr. bashing Joe Biden for uh, promising to cure cancer if he uh, goes to the White House. Now, I will preface this by saying that the cancer cure, the cancer moonshot thing, is something that gets often tried when people, politicians, are behind the eight ball. When they're in political trouble, they say, well, you know, look, why don't we just do this? Why don't we try a moonshot? How much money is it going to take to cure cancer? How much money can we put behind it? Can we do this thing? And it's always a desperate move, one that is, frankly, entirely welcome. I'm always happy to hear national leadership say, hey, you know what? Maybe we should find a cure for this thing that's basically making everyone panic whether they have it or not. Because I don't know about you guys, but I see everything. I get I get a weird uh, aching feeling somewhere in my body. <laughs> uh, I immediately, immediately go to cancer. Oh, We're- let's play. What the heck is wrong with Bob? <laughs> <laughs> well, What's I mean, hurting, Bob? Where does um, it hurt? Well, my lower back has been hurting lately, and of course, I go mm. right to you know what? What if I kidney cancer? Actually, kidney adrenal cancer. That's where you go with cancer. that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's kidney, kidney cancer. Kidney Bob, cancer. All kinds, like, all yep. varieties of weird. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Mm. Just, that's immediately where I go. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what? It's making that pledge. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we get that it is kind of a a hail mary kind of pass. But the fact is that. Again, you put some effort behind that, and who knows how much time will be sped up toward you know finding a cure. How many people will be saved just because the cure for cancer then advances a little, a little sooner than it normally would, uh, just with a little extra elbow grease and some money uh, thrown at it. Um, so Don Jr. had a real problem with this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tuesday night, what was it? Tuesday night, I think, at the uh, in Orlando. And not only does Don Jr. have a, a ridiculously bad voice for giving large uh, political addresses, but he and his dad don't agree on this. He and his dad are <laughs> on polar opposite ends of this. And I don't think Don Jr. understands that his dad made the same promise. Here's, uh, here's Don Jr. followed by his dad from the other night. Joe Biden comes out, well, if you elect me president... Cure cancer. Wow. Why the hell didn't you do that over the last 50 years, Joe? Oh, my God. We will push onward with new medical frontiers. We will come up with the cures to many, many problems, to many, many diseases, including cancer and others. And we're getting closer all the time. Wait. Hey, Don Jr. said that that was bullshit. AIDS in America, once and for all, Uh. we're very close. We will lay the foundation for landing American astronauts on the surface of Mars. Astronauts, American astronauts are landing uh, on Mars. (laughs) I hate when he starts to sing about little teeny tiny things. Can we hear, let me hear Don Jr. again because I feel like I could actually smell the cocaine. Okay, here's the, <laughs> here's Don Jr. once again. <laughs> here, here he is. Joe Biden comes out, well, if you elect me president, I'm going to cure cancer. <laughs> wow. Why the hell didn't you do that over the last 50 years, Joe? Oh my God! That is he's oh got one note, and he delivers everything at the same time and intensity. It's like you know, yeah, every just like every time I see him talk, I keep thinking he's going to ask me whether I like Huey Lewis in the news, and you know, <laughs> while he's laying down a plastic tarp. That's exactly. right. <laughs> you have a little chow or something. Uh, yeah, I could recite. I don't that understand movie. why he and his brother have not figured out that every single character with that haircut in every single movie is a serial killer <laughs> exactly like, it's just i mean it's you can spot it in the first five minutes it's like oh that guy's the killer because he's got the slick back hair yeah you know, i mean are, are you saying uh the children of uh alleged uh, millionaires billionaires are out of touch t-rex are you saying they're entitled weirdos uh, yeah i think they are <laughs> That's that's a really good observation. I think Don Jr. is an entitled weirdo. And uh and yeah, so no, I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Right. Uh-huh. I think it has a very fine public speaking style. Um, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, he's primed. He's ready to go. He's ready to run for president. He's ready to be president on day one, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, they're going to love him just as much as they love their uh, their orange messiah. So, you know, who knows how that's going to work out. I mean, again, another justification for why we need to humiliate Trumpism out of existence to make sure that, that name is entirely toxic for the rest of known history. I mean, it just that's the way it has to be. It has to be one of those names like Hitler or Mussolini or you want the name Trump to be in that same category where no one wants to name their children Donald. No, you know, the name Trump ever, ever again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 already starting. I mean, people are starting to strip the name Trump off of buildings, which mm-hmm. is great news. But it, what has to happen is people need to be afraid to admit that they voted for Donald Trump. That's where we need to be in this country. Because it, shy of that just perpetuates the awfulness, just makes it more likely that some copycat, whether it's that fucker Duffy. I mean, my God, that clip oh the other God. night Did on Chris Did you see Ace. that? Oh, my God. That was just, it was, I, just I, I was watching it live I'm, and I'm looking at the TV and going, how, do, how does this? Yeah, I know. I know. He had nothing of value to say other than to just pretend like he's Donald Trump. Just do the Trump Mm -hmm. cosplay, which they all do now. They're all like basic. And then when, when I talk about Trumpism, that's what I'm talking about. These assholes who figure, hey, you know, what? it's working for him. Why don't I just co-op that and do the same thing? Why don't I just talk the same way? Just act like Donald Trump. They're either performing for Trump or they're trying to win Trump's voters. By saying, hey, look, you know, I'm not going to take any guff from Chris Hayes. For God's sake, look at me. I'm just like him. Why don't you vote for me and love me just as much as you love him? Because we're all doing the same thing. We're all making Mm -hmm. shouty asses of ourselves. And that's what uh, Duffy was doing. I don't know how I got down the road of uh, talking about Duffy, but um, maybe that's. I keep it. thinking about these guys that were at the dinner table the other night that we told I told you about on last week's show that like yeah. as soon as the, you know, the meal was tucked away and they you know scooted back their chairs and folded their arms over their little capacious bellies like t- petulant five year olds. I mean, and then began to just preach about how you know Democrats are Nazis and abortion is murder, and it's like. Mm-hmm. They, their thinking is entirely composed of sound bites. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's no like nuance or critical questioning or anything. It's just like a regurgitory response. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's part of like they're trying to assert dominance like over their immediate territory mm-hmm. because their waiter is you know probably there was a mixture of people in the room in, in terms of immigration and French people and Hispanic people and it just. Ugh. Yeah, I just I, I just think we ha- they just all need to die as quickly as possible, <laughs> which fortunately they're making health care so unattainable in this country that, you know, but unfortunately it's killing a lot of poor people faster. Yeah, you should pitch that idea to the Democratic candidates, uh, write, write up a memo or something like that and send it out. Just like the, the line needs to be all of the Trumpers need to die. And, and see if they're wrong with that. <laughs> see if suddenly Joe, Joe Biden steps out of his limo with his, eye, his sunglasses on and just goes, hey, you know what? The Trumpers all need to die and just see where that goes. Because yeah, why I not? think they should all just be forced to drink water from Flint for a year. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Donald Trump saying we have the cleanest, clearest water in the world. And no. it's all it's all because of him. I'm sure the amount of dye that washes down the drain in his shower probably creates as much pollution as your average oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico, you know? <laughs> That's right. Well, I, you know, know, again, well, you know, I was watching this rally the other night, and I just can't help but to see that crowd and go, wow, these people are victims of a mass delusion. Wow, these people really don't know what's going on. And it, you know what? It starts to make sense when you think about it in the context of like these mega churches. For example, mm-hmm. have you ever seen mm. video of what it's like inside a whatever they call them at the mega church? I don't know. They call them what? Mass, what are they, the massive South. services. I've been to the mega church. I have like tried to get my friends to leave the mega church. Yeah, it's yeah. scary. Well, you know, I mean, you know, the level of delusion in there of, of people buying what this fucking shyster has to say up on the stage with his light show and his promises of salvation and all these things just telling people what they want to hear that's donald trump in fact that's the broader republican party i mean glenn beck for god's sake was doing that in 2009 on fox news channel playing the televangelist that is the style that is the way they've wormed their way into the heads of all of these red state yokels they figured out okay if we approach 
politics, the way these evangelists uh, approach religion, then we can, oh my God, it's like we're, we're just picking money off of a tree. It's incredible. And that's the idea. That's the approach. Donald Trump has co-opted that. It is just this populism that appeals to this, I don't know, this glitch in people's heads that allows them to succumb to this phony baloney religious fervor. And I'm not just, I'm not talking about, you know, rank and file people who just happen to believe in God or Jesus or whatever, and they go to church on Sundays and they go about their lives in a normal way. I'm talking about the people who go to these mega churches and they sway and they talk in mm-hmm. tongues and they wave their arms and they cry and they sob as this coiffured bastard on stage takes the money out of their wallet and sticks it into his giant pompadour hair and and moves on and buys i mean did you see the clip of that one um evangelist preacher who was being challenged by that reporter about the fact that he's got what like five private jets or something like that well you know i need those jets to spread the word of god oh sure do you need the rolex to help you spread the word of god too or is that just there as decoration? All you have to—it's almost like the opposite of vampires. You just wave a cross, and these people go limp and start <laughs> saluting. You know, like yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me. I, you know, I've got one very large cat who doesn't like to be picked up. She's yeah. kind of a diva. But if you move her over to where she can see out the kitchen window, she immediately is like, "Oh, a window!" And she like <laughs> looks out the window and forgets that she's mad. Yeah. Like it's hilarious. She's like, "Put me down!" No, no. Oh. Oh, window. Hmm. You know, and it's just like these people are like, the minute we start waving the flag and waving the cross and being like, our boys are in harm's way. And yeah. they just all like, you You got to respect, you got to support troops. How right. can you, I mean, it's like, I can support the troops and not support the war. Mm-hmm. It's kind of this, you know, and I, I wish our government would support the troops when they come home. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, here's I want to make a movie recommendation for everyone over the weekend. Here's your homework assignment. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch the movie Leap of Faith. Watch that movie and then replace Steve Martin's character and the religious context of it with Donald Trump's character. And first of all, we all become the Liam Neeson character from that movie. That's us. That's the resistance. Like, oh, this guy's full of shit, and I intend to expose his full of shitness, if that is even a word. And it's not a word. It's several words. But <laughs> I was going there with you. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Right? <clears throat> it's Leap of Faith is about Steve Martin plays a traveling evangelist who goes and bilks people out of their money town to town, sets up a big tent, puts on a show, puts on a big production, stages phony baloney miracles and everyone you know dead fucking broke in the middle of a drought or whatever it is they're dealing with they have no money and yet whatever money they have they're giving over to steve martin just Mm -hmm. piles and piles and piles of cash and that is how this is all working with donald trump it's a a great movie to check out exactly especially knowing what we yeah what we're seeing now leap of faith with steve martin from 1992 it's an okay movie i mean it's not the greatest steve martin movie but it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, I think Deborah Winger's in it too, and she's great. Um, so, okay. On that note, let's talk you know, about. My only consolation is that as Trump is still, as he monetizes the presidency and billions mm-hmm. of dollars are getting shoveled in, at, in his direction, yeah. it's all going straight into the furnace of legal fees. Mm. It's just like, it's yeah. like a constantly. I mean, I just, I don't think he's going to come out on top of this or in the in the black in the end yeah. because it's just these. I mean, how many lawyers is he paying right now? And. Mm-hmm. I hope you're right. Pay his lawyers. So I hope you're right because I I get the sense sometimes that Donald Trump's figured out the scam. He's at least street savvy enough to be able to know how to wiggle out of legal jeopardy. And this, and I think that's the, uh, I think that may be the case right now. Uh, you know, again, he's not a smart Omar man. Omar Gaddafi figured out the scam for a few years. <laughs> that's true. And, then, and look how he ended up. And yeah, that's kind of, that you know, out. yeah. Well, he's, he's figured out that his supporters don't bother to fact check. They don't bother to look up right. whether he's saying what he's saying is real or true or not. So well, he's entertaining I mean, to him that it's wrong and we have to go scrambling around to fact check it. They're like, uh, yeah, the liberals run. You know? Exactly right. And, and meanwhile, he's reinforcing the bullshit. He's reinforcing with mm-hmm. them. Um, all of this nonsense. Like, like talk about a VA choice. And one thing he's always talking about is how he passed VA choice. He didn't pass VA choice. Barack Obama passed VA choice. Mm-hmm. But he's going to take credit for it. And who's going to call him on that? You think Fox News Channel is going to say, well, now, wait a minute there. Maybe Chris Wallace will on Sundays. Maybe Shep Smith will in the hour in which most Fox News Channel viewers tune out and go watch something mm-hmm. else. I mean, you know, 
this is all material that he just is able to yank out of his ass and he knows he can. And by the way, I apologize for the imagery of Trump yanking things out of his ass. I just don't need to <laughs> insert that in your I'm head. just wondering if they come out orange. Um, <laughs> That's right. Once again, another another plug on that note, another plug for my flush the turd on November 3rd t-shirts and mugs and hats and whatever. Hey. Click the buy our crap link just under my face at bobseska.com. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, all right. Well, while, while I'm plugging things and, and selling stuff, let's talk about Bugger Off Bomb, Bug Repellent at buggeroffbomb.com. Again, as I was saying on Tuesday, if you missed Father's Day and you need to, like, say, for example, you live far away from your dad. You live on the other side of the country, but you're seeing him soon. Pick up some bugger off bomb for dad. You can give bugger. I'm sure he's going to go, what the hell is this? And then you're going to say, trust me, you're going to need this next time you're out mowing the lawn, trimming the hedges, doing all the yard work, maybe out at a softball game for seniors or whatever. You know, if you're going outside, put on bugger off bomb. You won't have to deal with mosquitoes, other flying insects bothering you the whole time. If, if you or your dad are tired of bug bites, you've come to the right spot with Bugger Off Bomb. It's got straightforward ingredients, never anything toxic. It's easy to travel with in a little teeny tiny tin. It's almost like uh, Chris Lavoie's Banded Masculine, the same kind mm-hmm. of tin, just a little flatter. It's more of a hockey puck size. Make uh, It's made specifically for everyone. For example, if you're a fisherman, a hiker, a soccer mom, a beachgoer, a cruelty-free skincare enthusiast. So meanwhile, it's free of nasty chemicals. It's DEET-free. It's kind to humans in the environment. It contains two key ingredients for fighting pesky bugs and other creepy crawlies, that's eucalyptus and citronella. It also contains non-GMO soybean oil, beeswax, thyme, rosemary, cedarwood, geranium, basil, and essential oils. Keeps the bugs away and tastes great on a deli sandwich. I'm kidding about the sandwich. Oh, and by the way, it smells way better than any store-bought repellents. Bugger Off Bomb smells clean and fresh and won't stain your clothing. Plus, no more skeeter bites. It's another line of defense against any insect-borne diseases. Just $10.95 right now at buggeroffbomb.com. But use our promo code B O. OBC for 15% off your entire order. Support this show by supporting Bugger Off Bomb and stay bug free all damn summer long. Again, that's Bugger Off Bomb, www.buggeroffbomb.com, or just click the link on the podcast page. Thank you very much. Hey, this is Lee Papa, host of AGD Podcast with the Rude Pundit. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll love my show, where every week I talk about politics and interview funny, fascinating, and filthy people. Find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It's great, Michael McDermott right here. A song called Telltale Heart off of the Orphans album. Hey now, mama, don't you worry your head. I'm going to interview this guy on my interview show soon. Let's make the He's got a great story. Recovering alcoholic, substance abuse problems. But boy, this guy, oh my God, this album, Endless Loop album for me. I think I listen to this album about once, nice. a, once a day. I, I go to this album. It annoys people around me. Like, Bob, I can't believe you're listening to that Michael McDermott album again. I say, oh, screw you. I'm going to turn it up. BobSeska.com slash music if you want to submit your indie music. If you're a recording artist, send it in. I want to hear it. Maybe we'll play it on the show. Uh, we've got a... Uh, Ooh, I'm uh, going to do a bit of shameless self-promotion. Okay, yeah, let's have it. Excuse me, everyone, may I have your attention, please? Yes. yes, <laughs> yes okay. um, my band, Compromat, the big obstacle to putting our record out has been that we have not mastered it. And mastering is the thing where it's like the final layer of gloss. And yes, you make it is. sure that it sounds good on multiple, like it sounds as good on an iPad, iPod as it does in the car, as it does on your home stereo unit. And uh, Mr. Lonnie Paul, the husband of my gracious and beautiful co-ninja, uh, <laughs> has uh, mastered it free of charge for us. All and, right. Uh, so it's going to be here. We need to do some photos and some art, and I've got to write up the lyrics to print out. And uh, But it's coming, like within a month. Uh, we need to give it a title. But yeah, Compromat Record on the way. And if you're in Athens or anywhere in the vicinity, we are playing tomorrow night at the Go Bar at 7.15 p.m. It's an early show. It's part of AthFest. Okay, I'm done. By the way, where how can you listen to Compromat? How can you find out more about the Compromat band, T-Rex? 
you can go to our Facebook page, which is at facebook.com slash band. What is that? Where's that coming from? Uh, that's just your music for your plug. <laughs> it's like a tiny locomotive just came perking into the room, you know? Like, oop, I bumped my mic. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of compromise and active measures, uh, Hope Hicks refused to answer questions during a uh-huh. closed door, door hearing yesterday before the House Judiciary Committee as part of uh, their ongoing investigation into the obstruction of justice charges in the Mueller report. And at some point, uh, you know, Congress, they need to, the House Democrats need to get out like a, a sledgehammer or a baseball bat or mm-hmm. something and start cracking skulls. Because it doesn't this, matter. She's already admitted that she lies for the president. Oh, I mean, yeah. The only thing I'm going to take Hope Hicks's word for is how to do a smoky eye. And that's <laughs> like, she's good I mean, at that. She's really good at that. <laughs> She, Fuck the rest of it. Her and Sarah Sanders are both just like, I'm glad you're out of work, you lying freaks. Did you happen just, to notice in that uh, ABC News interview with Donald Trump, the George Stephanopoulos thing, that Trump's uh, secretary, or how, what do you call what, what do you call the the person who sits right outside the office and, and runs the thing? Like a uh, like Lily Tomlin played uh, President Marshall, federal agent. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> isn't she like his personal assistant? Personal assistant, would, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, looks just. Just like Hope Hicks. I noticed that. Just like he, I'm sure this person was hired because Trump goes, Oh, you look just like Hope Hicks. Well, I mean, we and know that he like hires really people because creepy. they look like they're from central casting. He even said that oh, yeah. about, That's I think, a, his pick for defense. Like, mm. or what was the guy? Who's the bullet headed guy that was so moist and sweated <laughs> everywhere? What oh, happened to him? Right. Trey Gowdy? Uh, acting attorney general. Oh. Um, Oh, oh shit! Whitaker, Whitaker, yes, Whitaker? Matthew Whitaker, yes. There you go. I, for a second there, I thought we were all going to forget the name of that guy who was acting <laughs> attorney general for like a year, for God's sake, or was it, that wasn't quite a year? It was maybe like six months or something along those lines. But I almost, it was more like ten days. I mean, that press conference yeah. was kind of the end of it. Can we get the moisture sound? Do you have that? The moisture sound. You had like a fountain sound when we talked about. Oh yeah. Well, god damn it. Where would I find that? I don't. You know what? I I can't find it. No. Never when mind. When even was that? How many years ago in this hell dimension did that happen? You know what? It seems like a thousand years ago. It does. It seems like we've had Bill Barr as Attorney General for like seven to eight years, and it was like <laughs> January, wasn't it? Didn't no, it was it like March. Ha- I think March, February, it's yeah. even March more recent in, than yeah. that. And yeah. it's just like lost in the swirl of shit. That it's just like the shit smoothie that is the blending White House. Just yeah, well, th- that's why I, I keep thinking, and this is what makes me have little mini panic attacks on a regular basis, which is that I keep thinking, imagine how long it's been since Inauguration Day 2017. Just think of everything that has happened since January 20th, 2017, when Donald Trump was inaugurated. And now just imagine having to start all over again. And that's what happens if Donald Trump gets reelected in 2020. We're starting all over again. But a Donald Trump who is newly empowered by political capital. And I was remembering back to 2005 when George W. Bush was reelected. Or it was in 2004, but it was inaugurated in 2005. Where he was bragging about how much political capital he had that he had earned. And then he was going to privatize Social Security, which that turned out great, didn't it? About like Muammar Gaddafi, actually. Yeah, just complete... (laughs) Crash and burn for uh, doing that. Wasn't able to do no, it. No, I remember at the, his tone, his bellicosity, if that's a word. His, yeah. Like, I've got a political... And it's like, you were elected by a whisker. Oh, mm-hmm. Right. It's just like, you know, it was... We are... We're, I mean, we're a divided country now. But we were. I mean, that was the gay marriage election. That was the election yeah. where the Karl Rove was like, hey, let's put same-sex marriage on the ballot. And so... <sighs> And amazing, I watched, you amazing know, people how, who I worked with and stuff to go and vote against my right to get married. And it was just like, this made me want to die. Yeah. Know? And, you know, I, I begin to wonder whether they actually whether these uh, Republican voters who are now Trump supporters, whether they actually believe all that shit, whether they really care whether abortion is legal or illegal. And I think about these things because I wonder how many of them have actually gone and had an abortion or paid for an abortion. We hear these stories all the time. Republican politician X, who is almost violently pro-life or anti-choice, and this so-and-so has paid for 12 abortions. 
Yeah, you all know, those principles and everything just ends at their doormat, personally. Like, right. It's the same thing with gays, and, you know, it's just like... You know, until they actually have an LGBTQ person in their family, they don't care. Yeah. I think it was Kathy Griffin said that, like, the more Nazi and conservative the Republican congressman is, the witchier and gayer his staff, you know, manager is. Yeah, yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's just like, you know, it's part of, uh, part and parcel of just the complete rot of that whole, them trying to declare the moral high ground on anything. Yep. And yet they do it again and again and again and again, you know, and it's just like, well, what it is, is they are only interested in issues insofar as they might win on that issue. It's because it's mm-hmm. not about the issue it, the, itself. It's not. I mean, some people obviously really are passionate about the issues on the Republican side. There's no doubt about that. Mm, but for them but to you, use as a cudgel. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly right. In a general sense, it's all about, well, if we take this approach, we have a stronger chance of defeating the Democrats. We have a stronger chance of winning. Winning on this issue because it again, it's all about the victory. It's not about the content. That's it's what, about optics. Yeah, exactly. That's what drives Donald Trump is the victory and not the content of of how the victory came about. It just doesn't matter. You know, we have a, a situation here where Donald Trump is not only surrounded by people who have a se- who have a series of sexual assault problems. There's that, mm-hmm. but then we also we also have a, a series of people who are all surrounding Donald Trump who have domestic violence problems too. Mm-hmm. But none of this matters to the faithful. None, none of this matters to the red hat disciples of Donald Trump because they don't care about the content. All they care about winning. And th- so, if you look at, I mean, my God, there was a, a piece in uh, the Cut dot com about. Uh, Patrick Shanahan and all the people who are surrounding Donald Trump. I mean, think about this list. Okay. This is the series of people who all have domestic violence issues surrounding Donald Trump. Rob Porter enjoyed a top spot in Trump's white house inner circle before Mm -hmm. both of his ex-wives accused him of violent physical abuse. Trump administration speechwriter David Sorensen resigned after his ex-wife told the post that he put out a cigarette on her and ran over Uh her foot with a car. Police in Santa Monica, California, charged Steve Bannon with domestic violence. Andrew Pudster, <laughs> Trump's uh, original <laughs> pick for Secretary of Labor, pulled out of contention after reporters unearthed his ex-wives' accusations of domestic violence. All of these, uh, they says here, all these bad men, all linked to Trump. The incidents look like a pattern, not a coincidence. Perhaps there's something about Trump himself that draws these men to him. And we've heard the rumors before. We've heard the rumors, uh, you know, written down by Ivana Trump, where you know we heard the story where uh, Trump had his terrible, terrible hair plugs, where they, I guess, they took a strip of hair from the back and they. Em- embedded it uh, where the the hairline normally is and and he thought it looked terrible it probably looked terrible when they first did it because it's bloody and it's a it's a procedure it's a major right. skin grafting procedure that they do that yeah, serious and uh and this so, is a thing well so wait so wait so he f- freaked out and then he started to beat up ivana and then and then raped her i think that was the yeah, accusation yeah. and then she recanted in court later on um, but, but there, but the accusation was out there. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, this you is know, the thing. You, I mean, you, you talk about the 40% who will never, ever be convinced that he's a bad person. What yeah. bothers me more is the Chuck Todd's and the fucking, like, what's his name from CNN who I can never, I mean, John Kings who were like, yeah. We know who these people are. Yeah. They have told us who they are. They have mm-hmm. made it clear through their misogynist legislation and their attacks on LGBTQ Americans exactly who they are. I mean, yeah. it's not a game. Right. Like this is who they are and they and yet they never synthesize it. They're just like, well, spokesman said and this point of view and oh and the opposite, we have to be balanced. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just making it just makes me insane because it's like the evidence is all on the table. This is all part and parcel of who they are. Everything they do comes with an extra helping of spiteful hate. Yeah. You know, because that's just like how they roll. And it's just, it's it's directed at women. It's directed at anyone who's not white. It's directed at, you know, and it's you know, directed at Puerto Rico after, you know, with the hurricane. And it's just, it's all there. It's part and parcel yeah. of who they are. Yep. And yet our mainstream media refuses to look at this holistically. And they're just like, well, the spokesman said that they, he's not lying. And it's just like, guys... For fuck's sake, where's your critical thinking? Where's your ability to synthesize knowledge? Yeah. Why do you have to turn that off to be a journalist in this country? Mm-hmm. Like to work at Politico, you have to be equally willing to like eat shit from Republicans. And it's like we were talking earlier about, he's like, you know, I don't believe that most Republicans 
in office actually hate abortion. It's politically expedient for them yep. to make those noises. But yep. if their mistress gets pregnant, you know, that's she's going to get an abortion. Uh, and it's just uh, – and the problem is it's like their only real conviction – I'm going on tear here. I'm sorry. Is to, it's go. like they want to make liberals cry. <laughs> yeah. Like right. liberals, progressives, we want to make the world a better, more fair and equitable place with health care for everybody and enough to eat. You know, And they want to make liberals cry. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just like – that's our, their only motivating principle. That's why Trump can take 16 sides on the same question within mm-hmm. one speech or interview and they're still with him because it's all about fucking over the feminists and the queers and the Mexicans and the blacks. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Well, just imagine, uh, you know, and one thing I think of uh, sometimes when I look at the the current climate right now, and I, especially when I watch Trump rally, is I go back to uh, the 2004 election. Once again, it seems like uh, that's a, a common topic of uh, conversation here today. But, uh, you know, I think about the two conventions that summer, the 2004 conventions, and how just loaded with red meat the Republican convention was. I mean, there's a supercut that I have in my soundboard here of all the mentions of 9-11 or September 11th right. in the Republican convention from 2004. It's like September 11th, Saddam Hussein, Osama bin Laden, over and over and over again, those phrases. It's uncanny how that happened. And then I remember fast-forwarding to the Democratic convention and how desperate we all were at that point in time for the uh, Democratic uh, 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 ticket, which was John Kerry and John Edwards, to start getting tough on the Republicans, to throw some red meat. I remember hearing the news coverage at the time on cable news and so on. He's like, when are the Democrats going to start giving their base some red meat here? When are they going to start uh, charging No, the, the Democrats base? run from the base. Yeah. John Kerry was always a three-wheeled motorcycle of a candidate, wasn't he? You know, you see those things out on the road and you see somebody driving around with those motorcycles with the two front wheels and you're like, oh, good for you. Yeah. You know, because you don't look cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. You just look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Carrie was just like, I mean, he was constantly like trying to eat peas with a knife. You know, just like it was. Oh, yeah. Here's was by the way, here, here's some of that Republican convention, by the way. In the heart of this great city, we saw tragedy arrive on a quiet morning. September the 11th. September the 11th. September the 11th. September 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 11th. It just goes on and on and on like that. But you know, going back to hate that I recognize their voices by their cheesy fake reverence. Oh, there's Boehner. I heard McCain in there. Yeah. Here's the thing though what donald trump is doing what donald trump at some point understood and recognized is when you give the base red meat the base responds favorably because the base wants to hear all of that shit like the democrats are murdering babies that's what the base wants to hear so he is feeding that it's it, there's a, a layer that is in, embedded into being a populist, and that is the pandering layer. And I would say that mm-hmm. that is the the biggest factor to being a populist politician in this country is just pandering to your people and just giving them, feeding them exactly what they want to hear. And that's exactly that's why what Fox Donald News works. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Fox News is giving people the brain equivalent or the you know of Snickers bars and bacon yeah. for every meal. Yeah. You know, and you're trying to convince them to eat broccoli and peas and they're you know they're like no. In, in the uh, I mean in the entertainment industry they call that fan service. It's like mm-hmm. when you see something in a Star Wars movie in one of the new Star Wars movies that you recognize from the old Star Wars movies. Like, oh, oh okay I get it that is a sand person I remember mm-hmm. that from Star Wars when they attacked Luke Skywalker la 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 and and that's the kind of thing that's what you want from your audience if you're a populist uh, candidate for president or in that uh, for that matter a populist president himself alright we're going to take one last break and we're going to wrap up the show right after these words you can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out Unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. 
We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! Yep, it's a great C.C. Grace with uh, Fire and Rain by James Taylor. Thought that was Just Fire and Rain. Morning, yeah. They let me know you were gone. Suzanne, the plans they made put an end to you. Oh, I love her voice. You know, uh, she has this entire album of 70s uh, cover songs. Oh, nice. It's, uh, oh, shoot. The name of the album is slipping my mind right now. Oh, yeah, it's called uh, So Far Away. And it's a collection of 70s classics, all performed by C.C. Grace. She's got an amazing, amazing voice. And this, you know, you've heard this song a million times, I'm sure, but not this version of the song. Not this performance of the song. She does so much extra with it, so much new stuff. That it... Just be quiet for a second. Let us hear her sing. Okay. But I always thought that I'd see you Look down upon me, Jesus. You gotta help me make a stand. All right. <clears throat> we'll play the whole song. She's like, the, uh, she's like, what? like Sarah McLaughlin with if if Bonnie Raitt had been her nanny. You know, <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, it's like I she's got that country blues thing in there, but she's also got that lighter than air, perfect Sarah McLaughlin thing yeah. that makes you feel mentholated all over. <laughs> mentholated, good word. Good word right there. Yeah. yeah, she. Uh, oh, you know Sarah what? Sarah McLaughlin never gets the not so fresh feeling. Yeah, yeah. I also, you know, I also hear a little Dolly in there too. A little Dolly Parton. Yeah, a little. Yes, I heard that too. Okay. By the way, uh, congratulations to once again the great Stephanie Miller. Uh, shoot, no, this isn't. This doesn't have to do with the Radio Hall of Fame now. This is uh, the Logo 30. She made the list of the Logo 30, a list of prominent hey. LGBTQ voices. Fantastic. Uh, you know, I almost got a little weepy, but in a good way, watching her video on YouTube. They, like they, Logo did a, a series of videos with each uh, one of the 30 um, of, the, of these prominent LGBTQ uh, voices, and, and her video was so well done, uh, Stephanie Miller's video. Of course it was, of course it was well done, and mm-hmm. she looked great, and it was, uh, you know, it was just a stirring, you know, uh, recounting by her of... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, of her struggle and her, you know, her show and, and, and coming out and so on and coming out on the show, in, in fact. And so uh, I urge you to, to check that out and, and, and make sure to listen to the Stephanie Miller show, blah, 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 sexyliberal.com uh, and so on. Okay, let's move okay, along. One of here. the sexy liberals just won a nice big fat settlement uh, in a lawsuit. Dean Obidala, is that how you say Obidala. it? Obidala. Yeah. Obidala. Yeah. Didn't he win like $6 million or something? He I won $4.1 million against yeah. um, the Daily the Stormer against yeah. the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Those fuckers. Oh, good luck checking. Good luck cashing that check. Right, right. <laughs> By the way, did you see Candace Owens? I, I, that kind of uh, brings up the topic of. Uh, of free speech and how it's kind of being bastardized by the uh, by the red hats. As you see that uh, Candace Owens was screaming about, oh, fuck, I forget exactly what it was, but it was one of those things where, uh, yeah. You know what my nightmare scenario is with this whole erosion of fact and like there's like multiple fact, you know, like alternate reality or alternate, you know, it's that like we're going to hit a crisis with like a virus, a disease. Mm-hmm. People yeah. are going to need immunizations or to follow the instructions of public health officials. And the, there's going to be the crazy fucking red hats who believe anything that they read on Facebook and mm-hmm. will be saying that the vaccine causes the disease. And will, you know, it's just like I can just see it in advance. Like the government will say, stay in your homes, be careful. And everyone will be like, they're lying. And it's, <laughs> uh, it's I just, the seeds of chaos are just like right there under the surface of the, you know, and it just. Oh, I know what it was. It, it was, she was, t- she was screaming about burning the flag on her Twitter feed. Candace Owens was. She was talking oh, about. You should get your citizenship revoked if you burn the flag. Right? Yeah, exactly. What? Yeah. Yeah. You should have your I citizenship revoked and it should be a constitutional amendment against burning the flag, you know, because the Trumpers are all about free speech. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's this thing called the First Amendment, ma'am. Yes. The and they, cannot, you know, like, and they're allegedly familiar with the First Amendment because they think it lets them get away with saying whatever the fuck they want on YouTube. 
without any repercussions right. whatsoever. But, and that's not right. the case. I guess that's what they think. I don't really think they think the First Amendment exists except as a stepping stone to the second. <laughs> right, right. I know you what know, you're talking like, about. That's yeah. the one that they masturbate to. Like, <laughs> Well, okay. So one last thing we want to talk about here real quick. Uh, three more U.S. senators have received a classified Pentagon briefing about a series of reported Navy encounters with UFOs. Oh God! Mm. This is this is real. This is from Politico, ABC News. Growing number of members from uh, key oversight committees have requested similar briefings. Senator Mark Warner was one of the latest three to be briefed about what uh, Warner's spokesperson referred to as an unidentified aerial phenomenon. The briefing comes several days after Trump claimed he had also been briefed on the reports. People are saying they're seeing UFOs. Trump told ABC News. Do I believe it? Not particularly. <laughs> Donald Trump's See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, something could really happen now, and people would be like, oh, it's just a false flag. (laughs) Blah, blah. You know, like, don't take the medication that they're giving you, the iodine tablets. You know, like... Well, (sighs) see, that's Donald Trump's biggest fucking mistake of all his mistakes. And I'm not just talking about the ones that affect us all. I'm talking about ones that affect his political future and his political uh, popularity and so on. Is that lying so often and lying so flagrantly makes it impossible for people to believe him when he really needs people to believe him. It's the boy exactly. who cried wolf. It's that classic story. <laughs> and it's, 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 just, did you see that? Someone said a tweet, uh, there was a tweet about like Sarah Huckabee Sanders replacements and they were like, the boy who cried wolf, a life-size pile of shit or actual <laughs> bullshit, an actual pair of pants on fire. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Except in his case, it's the old man who cried hamburgers. I think that's the <laughs> uh, revised name. All right, Jody Hamilton can be found at from-the-bunker.com. That is the podcast, the From the Bunker podcast, also at sexyliberal.com. Make sure to support all your favorite sexy liberal podcasts. Jody Hamilton's From the Bunker podcast, Stephanie Miller's Happy Hour, Randy Rhodes' After Hours, Dino Badala's I Want to Be Your Muslim Friend. Sanity, sanity with the king of comedy, John Fuglesack. Final word with Frangela, the great rude pundit, and so much more. Oh, proud resistor and so many more. David Ferguson, meanwhile, is at patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Uh, Facebook.com slash Compromat Band. Is that it? Yes, Compromat Band. Oh, good, I got it. Thank you. I didn't even have that written down. And I somehow managed to remember it. Meanwhile, Buzz Burbank is at buzzburbank.com. Stephanie Miller Show is at stephaniemiller.com. Kimberly Johnson, patreon.com slash start me up. Brand new interview this week with Sarah Kenzior. You want to check that out? Also, uh, Jen Kirkman can be found at jenkirkman.com for her tour date. She's on tour right now. Charles Johnson at littlegreenfootballs.com. Thank you again to Charles Johnson for carrying this here show on his website. Really, really appreciate all of the support that we get over there. Uh, and I, I think that's it. That's all I have to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, make sure to buy our crap at bobsiska.com. <laughs> click click the, uh, the buy our crap link just beneath my head. And you can buy our brand new uh, T-shirts, mugs, hats, all kinds of new merchandise coming as we move forward into the future. And they all say, flush the turd on November 3rd. Not everything is going to say that. I'm going to add some things that don't say that, but I think you get the idea. All right, that's the show. We'll see you on the Postmortem Show coming up next at patreon.com slash Show. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. This is Lee Papa, host of AGD Podcast with the Rude Pundit. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll love my show, where every week I talk about politics and interview funny, fascinating, and filthy people. Find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.